in her way what she wants to offer you in these new circumstances. So it, it really lays bare what it is that she's doing rather than simply what it is that she's making. Hey friends, this is a special COVID-19 podcast. I'm calling it a COVID-19 podcast. It's not about how to treat this thing. This is about how we ourselves can help to better understand how we might be of service online. I know that right now, everybody is being asked to get online, go do some telehealth, take your thing, switch it up, make sure that it's internetable. And a lot of us have no idea where to begin with that. How do I do what I do when I don't have my toolkit with me? A lot of us feel a bit disoriented without our tools, and yet there's this basic essence that we all have deep down inside. It's just the thing that we do. We happen to do it through Chinese medicine. I am getting on a conversation today with my friend M.B. Huey. MB is an acupuncturist. She's been on the show before. She's over on the Chi Logician side of the house. We did an episode on, get this, marketing. But MB has a really lovely way of digging down and digging deep into finding out what our essence is. I think if any of you are considering taking your work online, this episode is going to be helpful. These geological conversations come to you through the generous support of our sponsors and members. All the sponsors here provide helpful products or services that you'll find beneficial in your clinical work. Need to fill up the appointments created by late cancellations? Jane can help with that problem. Mayway Herbs is celebrating the 55th year of their family business. You're invited to make use of their vast library of resources. Concerned about the health of Mother Earth? AccuFast Needles is doing something about that. You can too. And later in the show... Listen for a special offer from Andrew Sturman on diet as medicine and the folks at Blue Poppy share some thoughts on the safety of herbal medicine. Do be sure to visit the sponsors page on the Geological website to take advantage of all the special offers our terrific sponsors have for listeners of the podcast. Hi folks, I'm Yvonne Lau, president of Mayway Herbs. Our family business turns 55 this year, and we wouldn't have gotten this far without the love and support of our community. We're truly grateful and promise you that we'll continue to work hard to support you and your practice. Please visit Mayway.com to find the perfect Plumflower brand formula or formulate your own in our dispensary. Our site also has lots of articles, videos, and herbal recipes for you to explore whenever you need a break. And tune into our podcast, Chinese Medicine Matters, for insightful discussions on all things TCM. Learn about treatment strategies and powerful herbal remedies, and enjoy bits of Chinese culture. This month, we're focusing on the treatment of various skin concerns like itchy skin and stubborn acne. And if you're a practitioner, get a discount on our skin health formulas this month too. Just visit Meiwei.com. This season and every season, trust Meiwei for your health and wellness needs. And as always, thanks for supporting Real Chinese Medicine. Change is never easy. This is evidenced by the fact that the scales weighing the number of people on the green side of change first the number of people on the old, hard-on-the-planet ways of doing things are still way out of balance. Our planet is suffering, but our profession has an easier way to shift the scales. The founders of AccuFast Earth-Friendly Needles 
started with a great needle, and then created our industry's first eco-friendly packaging and reusable accessories. They also give back to nature by planting trees. I encourage you to challenge yourself to make the change. Ride the wave of spring yang chi and make the switch by joining me and the multitude of colleagues who made the change. Now you can celebrate Earth Month in April with pride knowing that you are helping us to tip the scales of planetary health towards a greener, healthier, and healing planet. Visit www.acufastneedles.com to get on board. You've probably already heard me here on the podcast share about Jane, my favorite all-in-one practice management software that helps you to run your practice online and manage no-shows. The team at Jane understands that life happens, and sometimes that means your patients are unable to make their scheduled appointment. If that's the case, a quick and easy way to fill those unexpected gaps in your day is by utilizing Jane's time-saving waitlist management features. You can take advantage of automated SMS text or email notifications to notify eligible waitlisted patients that there's an opening so they can easily scoop up an available time. If you know you're ready to sign up, you can mention the show or use the code CHEOLOGICAL for a one-month grace period on your new Jane account. Visit jane.app to get started today. So without further ado, here we go. MB Huey, welcome back to Geological. I'm delighted to be here. Thanks for having me, Michael. Always delighted to have you here. So we spoke, this was probably a year ago. We were, we were talking all kinds of marketing things because mm-hmm. you're like a really fun person to talk to about marketing. But today we're not necessarily going to talk about marketing so directly. I mean, we are in a way, but it's a little bit roundabout. We're acupuncture, so we're used to roundabout. Mm-hmm. There's something that you and I have had conversations about over the time that we've known each other. And I think it's super germane to this moment in time for all of us as we're reconfiguring our lives with COVID-19. And that is, how do we do our work online? How can we get there? There's like this big gold rush to the internet. And one of the great questions that I've had for myself is, what am I going to do when I get there? I can get online. I'm a podcaster. I'm cool with tech. But my work, as I understand my work, is putting my hands on people and using needles. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I know that we've talked about over time, there's this question you have. I'm going to paraphrase it, but then I want to get it more directly from you. But it's something about like how we get to the essence of our work when we don't have our usual kit of tools. Mm-hmm. Yes. Are, are you ready for me to say it in the way that I say it? Yeah, I'd love to hear you say it in the way that you say it because because I'm not quite getting it and I want to hear it in your voice and your perspective because I think this kind of a question right now might be able to help us to really understand who we are and what we got so maybe we can bring it to the online world. I love the way you said it actually and I'm I'm not sure that I say it much differently but I'm I'm happy to talk about it. Uh one of the things that that surrounds and informs this question for me is so you know that I'm a copywriter and I, I do 
marketing work for folks. And one of the things that I like to help them really get clear about is what they are doing so that I can help them write about it. And most folks immediately want to talk about the service they provide. So in our case, you know, I'm an acupuncturist. And so I put stick needles in people and help them feel better. And my answer to that is, well, that's not really answering the question. Those, that's the service you provide. And those are the tools you use to provide that service. But there's something deeper underneath it. And the way that I try to tease that out really is pretty much what you said. I ask people, how would you do what you do if I took away all of your tools? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like if I just took them away. Like, let's say your name is COVID-19. That's exactly what I was going to say. Just call me COVID-19. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So it's no longer theoretical. Um, Here it is. Here it is. And it's it's a really um, provocative question for for people, and it's meant to be thought provoking. So uh, I like that because it it requires to to truly answer. It requires some thought and some space, and it can also be provocative in a way that is uh, that is challenging for people. You know, some people super uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And that's the first step that I do with folks because that's really the most basic. And then surrounding that was all the refinement and it gets way more comfortable. But man, in the beginning, people can encounter a lot of resistance to that kind of question. Yeah, it's super uncomfortable. And I think that we are finding ourselves in that place culturally, obviously. For some folks, that's a bit easier than for others. The the thing that I love about this question and this inquiry, and I'm sitting in the middle of it. I mean, I've seen some things in the past few weeks. Some people are getting online, they're teaching nutrition, or maybe they're teaching acupressure. Mm-hmm. They're doing they're they're doing one of their uh, tools, so to speak, mm-hmm. right in the online world. I'm taking my tool and I'm bringing it to the online right. world, and and I'm looking at my tools and going. Uh, the usual tools that I identify with don't translate. I can't put needles into someone on the internet. And when it comes to something like acupressure, okay, maybe, maybe there's something to that and you can help people with that. But to me, using acupressure is like trying to tickle yourself. It just doesn't have the, you know what I mean? I know what you mean. I mean, maybe someone else acupressuring you, but it's like you acupressure. I find tickling myself very unfulfilling. Yeah. Very unfulfilling. It doesn't. It's hilarious. And so, and so it really has been raising the question for me. Okay. What is it that I do Mm -hmm. that I can speak out loud and in my bones? know? Yes, this is something I have. And this is something I can share. Not just because I'm getting on here and I'm trying to make me some money. Trust me, I'd like to make some money. My practice went from like, you know, 120 miles an hour to two miles an hour. Right. And so I, I think it there is, to my mind, there's nothing wrong with with looking at the tools and seeing, okay, how does this translate in a different medium? And, and I think it is translation. I really love that you use that verb mm-hmm. because that's exactly what we're having to do. We're having to to adapt this thing into this other language. And we have different ways of doing that. I think fortunately for us in the Chinese medicine world, 
because it, it isn't it isn't solely the needles. And some people, depending on the type of practitioner they are, are going to be drawn more to to different facets, of course, of Chinese medicine. So for me, for example, to to hop online and try to do something with nutrition is ridiculous because mm-hmm. like that's not really my thing. Food therapy is not so much my thing. Um, great for, I'm delighted that there are people who really identify with that. But I know that it would be bogus of me to be like, okay, well, here's a tool that arguably I can use online to try to make some money. And I'm technically qualified to do it. I know more about the energetics of food and in relation to Chinese medicine than like the average person, you know, there would be nothing, there would be nothing wrong with me doing it, except that it wouldn't work because it's not <laughs> my thing. It's not my thing. Right. So, so it sounds There's like nothing wrong with me doing it, except it wouldn't work. Right. I love that. I love that. That's, that, that's my feeling. Exactly. Right. I know some things about food therapy mm-hmm. in theory. It, and there are also some things that I know from my own personal experience. Mm-hmm. But what I know in my personal experience and what I know in theory is very different. There's a little bit that I know in my personal experience. There's a lot that I know in theory. I am not comfortable going on to talk to people about things in theory. Right. For me, it wouldn't work. Again, other people, that might be fine. I would crash and burn. And I think that's really the question. So, so what I'm, what I'm getting at and what I, what I think you're saying too, is that, okay, great. Yes. We, we need to look at our tools. We need to spread them out, like spread them out on the workbench and be like, okay, what of this can, can I translate into this new reality, into this online modality? But that's not the first question. There's a prior question. Mm -hmm. The prior question is the essence question. We have to answer that first. Otherwise, we're just bogusly being like, oh, food therapy. Let me throw that up against the wall and or whatever it is, you know. Right. Um, exactly. Yes. So, yes. Let's get into essence. All right. Let's 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 dig into this. I feel my heart getting a little fluttery because I've been through this process with you before. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's not all that comfortable getting down to our essence. I mean, getting to the essence. Well, let's just find out how it goes. Okay. All right. Let's just see how so, it goes. Let's just go on a journey together. Great. Okay. Um, I have a place I can start unless you want to start someplace. You're MB Huey. You're the one who's guiding us. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm buckling up and following you. All right. So one of the ways that I do this with folks is to, to really create the, the context in the container and that is, this is about revealing. And that's why it's uncomfortable in some ways, because it's it's revealing. It's like, oh my God, we're revealing, you know, we're looking into these depths. Mm-hmm. What might I find in there? Uh-oh. Totally, totally. I hope it's all good. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And the, the liberating part of that, though, is that you don't really actually have to do anything other than be quiet and listen. And know yourself. And so, well, those are big things, but, but they, this isn't actually about creating something because it's already there. Mm. It's about revealing what's there. So 
with acupuncture is I can talk in these terms pretty openly, right? You know, Absolutely. When I'm, when I'm talking with with other folks, I um, with with clients, I I don't typically use use this kind of language necessarily. But we are at the Church of Chinese Medicine, so sing it, sister. <laughs> yeah. So um, so we're really we're really thinking about doing and and not doing at the same time. You know, it, non-action is not inaction. Right. Mm -hmm. And that non-action is an action. So this is a non-action kind of process that can be challenging to talk about. And I think that when it gets too hard, usually the question is, well, let's just shut up. You know, Mm -hmm. like, I mean, usually the answer to the question is, let's just shut up. Let's just shut up for a minute. So when I do this with people, we often, um, I I have certain questions that I ask them and certain scenes that I paint. And I'd like to do that here. This is the the one with the grandmas and the pies. Great. Do you? I don't. I don't remember. If, I think we did this, but I think we did. But yeah, this is written down. I don't usually say it. I usually send this to people and let them read it and kind of digest it. So I I love grandmas and I love pies. And since this is my thing, I got to put them together. <laughs> I just made this up. So imagine, if you will, two grandmas. Each is in her own kitchen. And this is just however you want to do it. These are your grandmas. So two grandmas, each in her own kitchen. Each is making a pie. The same recipe. But the pie is not going to be the same. The ingredients are the same. She's following, each one is following the literal same recipe. But there is not going to be an identical product. And the reason for that is because each grandmother is an individual. And now maybe one grandma likes, uh, is real serious about local ingredients. So her eggs are from her neighbors, her butter, she went ahead and made herself honey. The, the sugar, the, the brown sugar is the kind that really just holds its shape good because the molasses in there is no joke. This grandma is particular about her ingredients. And maybe the other grandma, she don't really care that much. So she just gets her ingredients from wherever, you know, the grocery store back when we did that. But maybe she's real particular about how she does her crust. So she's going to put in ice cubes in the water to make it real cold. Whereas grandma number one isn't, isn't that fussed about that particular aspect. So the point is each grandma, although she is following the same recipe, and making the quote same pie has her own way of doing it. And then we imagine that each grandma invites us to her house to consume the pie. Well, that experience is going to be different too. I mean, maybe grandma number one is the kind who shows her love through talking. So she's just She's just sitting right there with you, honey. She's telling you all about whatever. She's listening to what you have to say. She says, oh, that is too funny. You know, whatever. But maybe the other grandma is just more the kind who shows her affection through feeding you. So she's just going to make sure you got everything you need. It's all set up just right. But she's not chatting with you too much. No, but I bet that there's some ice cream next to it and there might even be a cup of coffee. <laughs> exactly. Precisely. And you you might even have an extra spoon so that the spoon that you're using for your ice cream, you don't also have to stir in your coffee because you might not like that unless you do like that, in which case you are welcome to it. So then 
there comes the question of, okay, well, now you're invited back. Which, which grandma would you rather go see? You're going to have a preference and that's okay. And it might not even be, this is the part that, that really kind of can be uncomfortable. It might not even be the, to the grandma whose pie is the best. You might like the experience, like the overall experience of one grandma is just so good for you, even though her pie wasn't actually quite as tasty as the other grandma's. It don't matter. That's right. Because you're going for the grandma. That's right. Are you going for the grandma or are you going for the pie? Mm-hmm. And they're or, tied together, mm-hmm. right? They're not, you can't really fully separate them no, in, you can't. in this case. But I'm just saying the product, the pie is not, is not the only thing that grandma's making. And so it's the same with us or, or with, with any, with anyone doing their work. The work they make is not the only thing they're making. There's mm-hmm. this, there's this whole other aspect to it. It's who's making the work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that. And that's not a job title. Right. And that's not right. the job title. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. That is, that is the way of being. Mm-hmm. And that is not going to change. We could task the grandmas with something else and they're something other than pie making. And they are going to have markings that are going to be consistent for whatever they do because of who they are. And so that's what we're looking at when we're trying to figure out our essence in this context. Yes. It's a lot easier to think about pies and grandmas and the grandma making the pie than it is to think about Mm -hmm. me Mm -hmm. as who I am and the essence of what I do in the absence of my tools. Often the process of the revelation is is much more difficult for folks than actually accepting the essence once it's revealed. Then usually people are like, "Oh yeah, that feels right. Oh yeah, that feels good." Yes, there it is. So so the penny drops. Mm-hmm. You get there, and it's like, ah, yes, right. it's like a remembering. It's a remembering, but it's the getting there. Yeah, okay. yeah. I right. I've been pretty fortunate. I haven't. I haven't come across anyone who has been so divorced from themselves or, or in such a wrong um, place that they don't, they don't identify with their essence. Usually there is like a, yeah. Okay. Well, if it's our essence, I I would suspect if it is our essence, it would be hard not to go, ah, that's in a state of health, in a state of health. Okay, great. Fair enough. Fair enough. In a state of health. I mean, I do think there are people who are really at odds with their essence. Um, I mean, I think we see that in in our work. Okay. So with that caveat, that if we're that if we're at odds with our essence, then uh oh, I knew I should have been a neurosurgeon, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think even if we're at odds with our essence, if if we're that's not even necessarily a bad thing, you know. If if we are doing this kind of inquiry. Uh, with sincerity and, and the, the conflict shows up, then, okay, well, it's an opportunity to say, all right, what, what's up essence? I mean, it's still a conversation, you know, what, what, what ways, what can I change and what ways do I need to change? And while I think it can be really irritating to hear people talk about COVID-19 is an opportunity. It, it also is an opportunity. <laughs> I mean, you 
<laughs> it's it's happening all around us and and when if yeah. if we're not personally affected by it in our own bodies and uh, and have the luxury of of taking this pause and doing this doing this work then great now's a good time i guess cuz nothing else is normal Hello, everyone. Andrew Sturman here. I've been working with clients in Chinese medicine dietary therapy for over two decades in New York City. My focus is beautiful, simple, delicious, and health-supportive home cooking. Good meals can be inspired by the strategies of classic herbal formulas so that each meal is infused with medical intention from appetizer to dessert. This requires an understanding of the energetic properties of grains, vegetables, meats, fruits, and more, and knowing which foods are moistening, drying, building, clearing, warming or cooling, as well as their directionality. I've organized these teachings in my two-volume book series, Welcoming Food, where you can learn this theory, practice it in your own kitchen, and love doing so. See the positive reviews and incredible testimonials from practitioners and patients who've brought this material into their own kitchens. Welcoming Food Books 1 and 2 can easily be found online, and if you'd like to follow me on Instagram, where I'll be posting cooking tutorials, you can find me at Welcoming Food. Back to you, Michael. Thanks very much. Well, and if we don't have the luxury, it's also a great time to go do this work because there's some work to be done. And I think many of us are in that position. So tell us more. How do we... How do I get from grandma to us? How do we get from grandma to us? Well, I think that it can be so useful to to externalize this, which is which is why I do it in the form of grandma, and uh, and that that's why stories and fiction and and all kinds of things like that are, are meaningful to the human psyche. I think because it gives us the opportunity to project outward and see something play out, and then bring that back inward and see how it lands in our own experiences. So. That part, that that shift, I think, can be kind of a leap. It's sort of like, okay, well, you can see that with grandma, and you can conceptualize that with her pies, and and I'll I'll modify it for COVID nineteen and where we are right now, and say, okay, well, grandma can't make her she you can't go over to grandma's house. She's seventy five. Like you're, you can't go over there, but she still wants to, to do this thing for you. So what would grandma do? Like how, how can she still do that? How can she still deliver in her way what she wants to offer you in these new circumstances? So it it really lays bare what it is that she's doing rather than simply what it is that she's making. So when I ask people these questions, something that can be useful is to imagine yourself just like you imagine grandma in her kitchen, imagine yourself in your comfortable, the place you're comfortable working with folks, you know, whatever your clinic is like, whatever feels good there. And, and sort of be an observer of yourself in the before times when, when a a patient or a client, whatever you call them, who you had a a really strong affinity with and just kind of like the, the ease of that working relationship. What is it? that's happening when when you imagine that is there a lot of talking is there a lot of laughing are you listening a ton is it a combination of all these things and i think that that visualizing yourself doing that 
can help you see what you're doing. <laughs> can help you see what's actually mm-hmm. happening. So it's what you're actually doing again, not with the tools, but with the interaction. How is it that I'm interacting with my patients in these moments where it's very connected? Yeah, I think it gives you clues as to what it is that's happening. So uh, I'll give an example. When I think about that for myself, when when I'm practicing, I'm a very hands-on practitioner. So I will feel the pulses and have some conversation and maybe maybe do a thing and then go back to the pulses and then maybe do a couple more points, have a little more conversation and then go back to the pulses. So there's a lot of checking in that I'm doing with folks and a lot of fine tuning along the way. So that gives me hints that I like to I really like to move in concert with things that are happening in real time. And I really like the feedback from the person I'm working with, not only to know how they feel about what I'm doing, but also what they are experiencing so that I can modify in response to to what's happening. So that's what I do. And for some people that might not be a good fit because they're going to be like, oh my God, just put in the needles and leave me alone. (laughs) Get out of here. For for other folks, the, the people who would like to come to me, they like that. They like that attention that you do something, you check in. You do something, you check in. You're 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 very connected in what you do. I mean that very much resonates for me. I have a, a similar way of working in clinic. Mm-hmm. And I know that sometimes I have patients who are like, well, can't you just like stick these needles in and like fix this and just like we're done with it? Can you just tell, you know, it's like the tell me kind of thing. Yeah. Those are the people that I don't see as much. They do much better with other practitioners. Yeah, exactly. And, and so the, the challenge with, with the online gold rush is how can we still do the things we do the way we do them that, that are meaningful to the folks we work with, because it's also different now. And we need to allow people to self-select. We need to be so obvious and polarizing in how we are offering what we're offering that people know if it's a good fit or not. Polarizing. Yeah. I'm all about it. And that's also really scary and uncomfortable for people. Uh, but but in, in terms of just, for example, the, the copy the marketing. So when I say copy, I mean the words, right? The content. When I'm working with folks, I'm really helping them to make a stand for Pete's sake, make a stand about something, about what you do. Because nobody, nobody wants bland. If you're the person who's like, oh, I'll just, I'll just treat everybody for everything. It's kind of what I do help people, all of them with everything. Yeah, right. Or is it no one with nothing? The the only people who really have that kind of marketing claim are the huge people, you know, Bank of America, Target, and even they segment. They just have a ton of money on the money. So they can they can segment their markets and and do that. But if if you're an acupuncturist, 
I just, I really encourage you to think about how you're most effective and, and who you most want to be with. Like what you said, Michael, about the folks who have better results with other people. No, I'm super good with, I, I sometimes have people, they'll call me and they're asking for something and I will refer them somewhere else because I know that number one, I'm not going to help them. Number two, this other place or person or method or whatever will probably be a better fit for them. My job is to help the person who just called me. And sometimes the best way I can help them is to send them where they can get the help. And I love that. And I feel like, I feel like that's something that is um, really challenging for some people to be okay with, some practitioners to be okay with. I, I see that a lot. Of not wanting to refer people, thinking that's some sort of uh, personal failure or professional failure. And uh, no, 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 it's fantastic. I actually got feedback once. This, You know, these things kind of go roundabout, but I got feedback once. I usually ask people how they found out about me. And someone said, well, I heard that you were trustworthy. And I heard that because someone else that I know said that they called or their cousin called or something like that. And you said, oh, they should go to this other place. Mm -hmm. And they thought, wow, okay, that person's, that person's trustworthy. That's awesome. And I, (laughs) right. So it's, it, so it can work that way. And it's also the thing, and, and we've talked about this. I think a lot of you out there listening, you might know this if you've been in business for any length of time. It's important to stand for the stuff that you stand for. And it's important to stand for it enough that certain people are going to be totally turned off by you. Back to your polarizing MB. Because because the people that are not going to be a good fit, you really don't want them in your practice. It's not good for you. It's not good for them. They're not going to be saying good things about you. That's not going to be good. But the people that you polarize, there's an opposite kind of person who's going to be super attracted. Mm-hmm. And so again, I, I want to come back to the essence yeah. piece that, because you can't do this as a shtick. If you do it as shtick, it's going to fall flat. That's right. So we really need to know who am I and what do I actually have mm-hmm. beyond my tools? Yeah. And, and so the challenge for me in trying to communicate this to, to someone to people who are listening, who I don't know, I haven't asked them anything. They all have different experiences. So usually when I'm doing this, I'm, you know, talking to a person and I've, I've looked at their stuff. We've had some conversations. And so I have some idea of how to guide it, but it's always just me guiding. Yeah. You've you've taken their pulse. (laughs) Right. I mean, yes, (laughs) yes. (laughs) Or, or Or if it's somebody that you're working with, with just copywriting still. Oh, that's what I mean. Yes, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. 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 I've, ta- I've, I've taken their pulse in a way. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And so something that I think is so important in this process is that, that I, I really am just the guide. I am shaping questions. I'm, I'm trying to, to get that person to, to sink a little deeper, mm-hmm. sink a little deeper, mm-hmm. sink a little deeper, but I'm not the expert. and that's crucial because the only person who knows is this essence really right is the person to whom it belongs or it's not even a belonging but a connecting that's why i say that it, it is a sort of a non-action piece of of being like okay i i need to think about this without overthinking it and i need to let it reveal without trying to peel it back too much cuz that's no good so 
So after thinking about grandma and her pies, after thinking about yourself and your own clinic and, and seeing what the dynamic was that worked so well, that made you feel so good between you and that, that Jane Doe patient. And she may not even be real. I mean, she could be a, a combination of people or she could be somebody who you wish that you could work with, who you want to work with that way. We all have certain people that we've worked with and it just plain clicks. Oh, we know yeah. who these people are, yes. right? They're the people that when you see yes. them on your schedule, you go, oh, this will be fun. Yes. Right. And, and we know the opposite. We go, oh my God, right. I got to deal with this again. I mean, it's sometimes helpful to see the opposite because it's, you know, it's, it's the counterpart to the piece. That's that, you a, that is a great point. Yes, it is. It is a counterpart to that. And, and I think that we can, we can think about that. Like, well, well, what is it that, that, that gives me that sinking feeling about this person? What is the dynamic that is not serving either of us? And that, that can really show you the, the flip side. And another thing that can be helpful, although I, I really um, like to exercise caution in this one, but another thing that can be helpful is to, to think about the things that you see in your profession that bother you. Mm. What are the things that you feel like are missing? Or when you, when you see, um, things that just make you shake your head or grit your teeth. What are those things? And, and really look like, why does that bug you? What is it about it that's painful? And that can help you see something about your own self, you know, like, well, I just really don't like that practice because I feel that, that they are, uh, that, that doing that is infringing upon the patient. There's not enough patient consent. Okay, so you know that if that's your case, that infringement really bothers you, then you know there's something about connecting and consent that's incredibly meaningful to you. Okay. So that might be part of your essence. Let's make this very real right now. Okay. Okay. Let's, we're gonna, I want to take a risk here. Okay. This piece about looking at the thing that, that drives you crazy about mm-hmm. the profession. I, I'm, I, mm-hmm. I think we all have them. Mm-hmm. I want to see where this goes for me because I am at this moment also struggling with getting to that revelation point with, with the essence. I've, I've got some pieces of it, but I don't feel like I'm there enough mm-hmm. to feel like I can put something on my website and say, here's what I can offer you in a telesession. Mm-hmm. Okay. And until I've got that, other than doing some herbal consultations that I feel quite competent with, then I'm, you know, I don't want to do it. I, I want to feel like I really know from my depth before I put it out there. So one of the things that is bothersome to me about our profession is that just because you've studied acupuncture, it doesn't necessarily mean that you understand herbal medicine. Mm-hmm. And right now there's a gold rush to let's boost the immunity. We're, we're going to fix your immune system. We're going to strengthen your immune system. We've got Chinese herbs from 2000 years that will strengthen your immune system. Now, in the hands of an experienced herbalist, herbs can be really helpful. Mm-hmm. 
in the hands of people that are not particularly skilled with herbs, I am terrified. Yeah. And with the gold rush right now, and, and, here, and here's one way to ring that gold rush bell. Ding, 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 ding. Immunity. Okay. So I might get some hate mail from this, but I, I want to see where this process goes. And, be in a, and, and, and I thank you for opening up this as a possibility. So one of the things that really bothers me is the places where we don't have the genuine skill, the places where we don't have the genuine experience. So this is why I will not go on an online thing and say, I'm going to help you with your, your nutrition. Because as I, as I said earlier today in this conversation, there are some things that I know in my own experience because I've experienced it about Chinese medicine, nutrition, that whole thing. Mm -hmm. But most of what I know is theoretical. I do not feel qualified to teach theory. And so again, let's, let's run with this. Help me, help me dig into this because I've got a bugaboo <laughs> about people who are acupuncturists, but they're not herbalists. Yes. Ooh, did that I'm, just get uncomfortable? That's uncomfortable. such a big one. Yeah. It's such a big one. Okay. It's um, and it and it points to what does it point um, to? Help me out here because I'm <laughs> I'm freaking out right now. <laughs> Love it. Thank you for sharing the freak out. Uh, well, part of what's so so big to me about that is that it goes down to acupuncture education in this country, and and I'm gonna try not to get some hate mail too. But as as we know, or at least what what I learned from classes with Jeffrey Ewan is that typically you were an acupuncturist or an herbalist. It it wasn't generally that people did both. In, in Asia, it's still basically that way. Yeah, right. And so in America, I think we've we've seen kind of this um, this this mashup, mm -hmm. and that is a big issue with many long-reaching consequences. And, and I think that many folks, uh, for example, I went to a, a four-year program and we, we did acupuncture and we did herbs. And, and that's how many folks are trained. And within that, some folks have a stronger leaning toward one or the other, which I always find to be pretty interesting as, as practitioners. And, and then I think we kind of go through different seasons of it in our own selves too. My husband is an acupuncturist we met in school. And I remember in the beginning, he was very interested in herbs. I was more interested in acupuncture. And then we kind of, we kind of switched and now we're kind of switching back. And so, you know, it's, it's, um, it can be lovely, but I think we have to really have the awareness that these are two separate modalities, very serious in their own rights. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think that that might be one of the annoying things is that part of the bugaboo here is that they're, they're not just like these interchangeable things. And just because you're really good needler doesn't actually mean that you're a really good herbalist. And in fact, it might mean you have more affinity with the needles and less with the herbs. I don't know. You, I'm talking the general you, yes, yes. the you and the you out there in the world. And so yeah, we all got the thing that, that kind of draws us again, thinking about it as a deeper essence, there's a, a thing that we resonate with and it is our essence. So that's right. So I've just thrown this thing out about my bugaboo. How can I take that frustration of mine and see better the essence of, of what is underneath that? Yeah. So the, the whole thing I just said about the education, I think is kind of the cultural 
reality mm-hmm. of of this. And then there's going to be a more personal reality that you'll experience. So part of what I think might be happening, you tell me what you think. Mm-hmm. I think there's gonna be multiple pieces to this, but I think that part of it is that I think you're irked by bandwagon jumpers, by being like, oh yeah, I can do that. By, by folks, by behaviors that just aren't really thoughtful. Because and that aren't really serving the client. Because what I'm hearing you say is that you're not just gonna like paste up Bubba's patent medicines on the internet because you can. Because even though you might be technically qualified, you personally feel unqualified to to do something like the the nutrition. Okay, so here's something interesting. This is wow, okay. I am technically qualified to paste up. Bubba's Chinese medicine on the internet. I know how to do that technically. I know how to market that. I know how to get my hands on herbs. I could set up the shipping. I am completely technically qualified to set up Bubba's Chinese medicine on the internet, but I'm not. You're not doing it. I'm not doing it. And and that's what I, kind of back to what I was saying before in the, in the beginning of this conversation about me smearing up a nutrition thing. I guess I could do that. Like technically I'm qualified. There's nothing wrong with it except that it's wrong for me and it won't work. And so you, you have this, you're, you're scrupulous. I mean, you have this, I keep thinking of the word authenticity, which is hard for me to use because it's so overused, but here we go. It's not authenticity's fault that it's overused, right? You have this authenticity that's important to you. And so you are wanting to be careful and real. That's what it sounds like to me. To me, it seems like you are careful and real and not careful in like a, mm, we can play with those words a little bit, mm-hmm. but, but how does that seem like? Two basic misconceptions stand in the way of people feeling comfortable using Chinese herbal medicine, even as they are feeling more positive about acupuncture. They are concerned about safety as herbal medicine is an unregulated industry and feel herbs are not effective to treat most conditions. Blue Poppy is committed to meeting all FDA safety regulations. All of their herbal products contain minimal or no filler to maximize potency and efficiency. Their granules are carefully manufactured in GMP-certified facilities, and every batch is tested multiple times for pesticides, heavy metals, and microbial content at the manufacturer and by SGS Laboratory, a Swiss certification and inspection company. For over 20 years, Blue Poppy has made quality and safety manufacturing standards their biggest priority, resulting in exceptionally effective herbal formulas. Their years of experience provide you with the best possible herbs so your patients have the best possible outcomes. With free shipping and free dropship service on orders over $50, Blue Poppy should be your favorite place to shop for herbs. Use the code CHI2024 to receive 10% off Blue Poppy products on your next order. Um, the thing that you just said about, I know what's wrong for me. Mm-hmm. That's that's helpful, and that and how do I know it's helpful? Because it rings true. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's helpful because it's ring because it rings true, and I and I just wrote that down on a piece of paper here because with an exclamation mark 
wrong for me. Ooh, helpful, helpful to know that. And I can know that. Right underneath it, I write, what's right for me? That has a question mark, not an exclamation. It's got a question mark. In some ways, it's easier to see what's wrong for me than to know what's right for me. So is this what you mean by that we can look at these things that bother us and go, oh yeah, there's that. Oh yeah, there's that. Ain't that. Not there. That rabbit hole. Nope. Don't go down that. Yes. Yes. And I think, and and when I first suggested it, you might remember I said that I have a little kind of a caution with it because I think it's important. It's so useful and it's so potent and it's also important not to not completely define ourselves by the negatives or by what we don't like. Yes. It, you know, anybody can do that, but it doesn't get you to the part that's right. Correct. But it's also so important not to ignore it mm-hmm. because I think that uh, it's it's the Tao too. I mean, you know, it's part of the reality of of how we uh, how we how we animate yeah. from our deepest places. And so to keep that clean and informative and not something that causes us trouble, it's important to be able to look at it. And it's important not to stay there too long. There's something that um, someone once said to me that I may have said to you before that I often think about, and that is uh, when you're following the path of the heart, very few doors open because only the right ones do. Oh boy, that just sends chills all through my body. When following the path of heart, very few doors open. Mm-hmm. Because only the right ones do. Uh, and so it's it's about, there. there's a lot of, like what you were saying just a moment ago, don't go down that rabbit hole, that's not it. There, there's so much discernment that we need to be willing to do, I think, when when figuring out a massive shift like this. And... And we get to make mistakes. I mean, we, we get to try something and be like, well, that flopped or that didn't yeah, work. That didn't work. But we, yeah, but we need to take those steps, I think, in good faith with ourselves. So that is the discernment piece. That's beautiful. And, and B, that's beautiful. I, I really thought there was something kind of broken or wrong with me because I'm not, I have not been able to come up like really quick with like, what's your thing, Michael Max? It's like, come on, you're Michael, you know who you are. You've lived in your, you know, you've lived with yourself for 60 plus years. You should know who you are by now. And, and and yet that can be so elusive. It can be. But the piece with heart, the piece about if you're following that path with heart, Mm -hmm. very few doors open because only it's only the right ones that will show up. Yeah, that's right. So, so I'm not so broken because I haven't found it. it. It means I'm actually in the process and on that path. If there was a bunch of stuff that would show, oh, there's this, there's that. Oh, look, there's some big blinky lights on that one. Ooh, check me out. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a way of knowing I'd be on the wrong path. I got 17 things here that I can do. Ooh, which great opportunity do I choose? Right. May, right. May, maybe that's how I know I'm not on the path. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think those things can be such distractions, right? Ooh. Like it's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So if we're following this path with heart and the doors aren't really showing up yet. Yeah. <laughs> how do we have the heart to stay on that path of heart? Oh, dang. Well, that's the faith piece, right? I mean, 
And, and I think that's, that's one place where I feel like we are so dang lucky to have found this medicine in whatever way we found it. I mean, whew, my stars, as, as people might say around here, my stars, honey. I mean, wow. Because we have this, we have this whole, uh, beautiful framework for understanding faith and hope. And we, we have actual things we can do for our bodies to keep our heart kidney connections in good relationships so that our faith and our hope are continually connecting mm-hmm. and, and, and working. And so I, I really believe that whatever we can do for our own selves, which is, typically for me going to be something like qigong or meditation to really keep that heart kidney axis communicating i remember um from a, a jeffrey lecture once jeffrey ewan he uh, i really like his style and and so I've, I've done a lot of his his workshops and he talked about how the heart shines its light down to the kidneys mm. and and i love that and then and then the kidneys send its cooling faith back up to the heart and so there's just this beautiful I'm moving my hands. People can't see it right now. <laughs> but there's there's this beautiful connection, this this elliptical sort of movement between the two of them, and and the and the the pericardium, the heart protector, is is key in that in being a, a conduction of those energies, or it can it can clamp it down and really separate it. And so, I think that's that's the big place to keep to keep the faith is to allow the heart protector to be the heart conductor not the heart constrictor so mm-hmm. that the, so that the fire and, and water continue to have that, I don't know, divine relationship that they can have. Well, it's kind of alchemical when you come right down to it. I mean, it is. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It is. So, so yeah, I think that, that the way that honestly, there's not an easy answer, the way to, to keep the faith when you're, when you're on that path and there, there aren't doors and you're like, am I in a tunnel? Well, probably. <laughs> but that doesn't mean it's bad. So I, yeah. I think that for me, it's qigong or extra or meditation. I, I think a lot of us are really going through that uh, tunnels. Maybe it feels like a tunnel, certainly on that journey mm-hmm. to uh, to that revelation. And and I really appreciate the part about ooh, look at the thing that's that's bothersome. Again, don't stay don't stay there. But you know, it it can help you know where not to go. I can safely for now not go in that direction. That's right. I can go in this other direction. Where am I headed? Well, it's not there. Mm-hmm. So it it's probably closer to the right direction. Are there other, it, 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 here's the other thing too. I'm not asking you for answers and be what I'm really asking you for is questions. Cause it seems that whenever, cause, cause whenever we find an answer, we go, Oh, that's just it. That's the answer. And I just do that. And you know, process of exploration ended. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you got some other like juicy questions that could help us to keep navigating through what sometimes is the dark and sometimes is confusion? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna pause for see if anything jangles around in my headspace mm-hmm. on that. I think that your point about finding answers and ceasing exploration really is is one of the things that first drew me to your work because I think you have this kind of relentless curiosity that 
is so refreshing. And I think that it's, it's the, it's that, it's that spark that each of us has the opportunity in our own lives and selves to tend. Mm. And, and I think if we take an answer with a, with a capital A and turn it into the answer, and then it becomes the only answer and, and we're shrinking and we're, we're stagnating when we do that. And, and so I, I really think that it's, it's a frame of mind that's so important to, to value and to protect. And by protect, I mean like stewardship, right? Mm-hmm. I don't mean protection, like get away from me. We're not, I mean, we're not, we're not talking like a way to get the hell out of here. We're, we're talking about how someone like a forester takes care of a forest. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And, and that, that is why the the heart kidney relationship to me is is a place to continue to return to because it's a framework and a process and there will always be more questions always and that and there there is no definitive arrival point and i think that that's um crucial if we're going to continue to be humans in the way that that we uh that we seem to want to be a lot of this is about identity, right? Like, who am I now mm-hmm. that I can't be an acupuncturist in the same way that I was before? And I have had this this question really in my face in a big way. I, as you know, I had a, a major car wreck. I had basically a near death sort of experience, and I emerged from that very changed. And so, trying to figure out who I was within the scope of that injury has been a three-year process. And, and I still haven't like arrived to, oh, here's who I am. End of story. Thank God, because the story's not over. Mm-hmm. And, and it reminds me, what you, what you were saying a few minutes ago about um, thinking maybe there was something wrong with you or that you were broken in some way because you've been yourself for 60 plus years. How could, you, how could you not know who you are and what to do? Well, that's because thank God you're still changing, right? Like you're still, you're still shedding stuff that you don't want and you're still shaping into who you are now. And being adaptable to what is arising. That's right. Being adaptable to what's arising. It's like, well, what is this? Holy smokes. Like really, what the hell is this? (laughs) Seriously. None of us have seen a COVID like situation for so you know here's here's a piece here's a piece that i can bring this is great talk about revelation okay thank you here's a piece that i can bring to any work that i do with someone who's online with me i can bring that sense of we had life sorted out in the way we had it sorted out and in this moment we don't know i have a little bit of comfort with sitting with that not knowing. It doesn't mean I'm an expert. And it doesn't mean that I don't have moments where I go, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. But there's also moments that I know of, oh, right. Here's another one of those moments, like so many moments in life. What is this? Oh my gosh. I thought life was going this way. It's going that way. Why did she break up with me? I thought things were good. You know, wait a minute. I'm at the end of my third year of college and None of this makes sense anymore. 
What do you do? Right. I mean, we, we all have these moments in our lives where it all just kind of falls apart. The question is, how are you with falling apart? Are you okay enough with falling apart that you can stay with what's happening here? And, and I think I can offer that to people to some degree. Not that I have answers, but that I can sit in that inquiry. Yes. Yes. I, I think that's, that's wonderful. I love it. And I, I think that, that that is the relentless curiosity mm. that I was talking about. Like, I think that no matter what happens to you, that there will be a part of you that's like, hmm, hmm. that's interesting. Yeah, right. You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, huh, what, what, huh, I'm going to think about that or I'm gonna explore that or I'm, I, I see that in your work. I experience that as someone who digests the the things that you put out there in the world. There is this real sense of we're going to be here where we are right now and not squirm away. We might squirm in our seats mm. when we're uncomfortable mm-hmm. and that's cool, but we're not going to try to wriggle out um, and cover up and phlegm over and be unreal we're going to be as real as we can and as true as we can mm-hmm. to to what's true inside. Yeah. Okay. That's just my hit. So 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 here's what Bubba could put up on his website right now. Yeah. Here's what here's Talk to this me, is Bubba. in this moment, okay, with this little moment of revelation. Here's what Bubba could put up on his website. It would be the quote from Isaac Asimov, the famous science fiction writer who mm-hmm. I like read all his stuff when I was a kid. Maybe I should go back to reading some of it now. That might mm-hmm. not be a bad That's idea. That's a good idea. He's got this great quote. He says, he says, the greatest scientific discoveries were not a matter of eureka. I found it. Mm-hmm. They started with a, huh. That's weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I know that one. I love it. And yeah, for, for anyone who is kind of singing a, huh, this is weird. Mm-hmm. I can... I might be able to have something to offer. Yeah. Or, or, and, or this is on, yes. And for people who are like, this is uncomfortable and I'm not sure how to do this. Exactly. Yeah. And, and here's the beauty of Chinese medicine to me in a moment like that, because I have all my Chinese medicine diagnostics. Mm-hmm. I've got my ways of looking at things through Chinese medicine. That's super helpful. I have all kinds of treatment strategies. One of them is my needles, which I dearly love. They make my life so easy, but I don't yeah. have them. And so maybe, you know, I've been doing the SOM acupuncture lately. So I, you know, I think a lot in, in, in that particular framework and, you know, maybe someone is just, they're just like overwhelmed and kind of shut down and foggy and like lost in the woods and man, they need, they need to have their uh, triple burner tonified a bit. I can't put needles in the triple burner, but I might suggest that they go do something in their day every single day. That's a triple burner like activity. That's right. Right. Yes. Uh, you know, or I could ask, or I could think about, oh, you know, there's a story I know about in it. It speaks, you know, it, it would light up their triple burner just reading. And I'm going to go ask him to read that story or there's a poem that speaks to this. I'm going to have him go read that. Po- you know, I mean, there's all kinds of things I could ask people to investigate in their life or bring into their life that would nourish that aspect. Absolutely. And and maybe I could help that way. I don't know if I can help that way, but this is actually really great because 
as we're having this conversation and I'm speaking this, I'm thinking, wait a minute, these, these are some things I might be able to do given that little um, revelation that just shimmered up a moment ago. Uh, my smile is just so big. I love, I love hearing that. And yes, you can. I mean, you can. And that's, that's what, what I found with my writing work with folks. I, I didn't broadcast to them. I'm really doing Chinese medicine on your copy right now because it's just kind of weird or more work to communicate than mm. I really felt like I needed to do. But exactly what you were saying about you have the treatment strategies, you have your way of understanding what puts this all together so you can help shape it. You can nudge it. You can offer direction. And and it may be that when you say, you know, have you read this? You send them the poem or whatever. Mm. And, and that sparks something in them where they, they decide they're going to go reread Isaac Asimov because they should. So, <laughs> you know, it's just, it, it really is just setting, setting things into motion. And I think that it does require a certain letting go that is like, okay, I don't exactly know how this is going to work out, but do you ever know? I mean, when you're putting needles in someone, no, you never really know. How's this going to go? I've got a good idea. I got what I think is a good idea. I've got a hypothesis. We call it a diagnosis. Let's see what happens. So, so here I am with this. I can firmly sit in my Chinese medicine way of looking at things. And I can interact with people from that. I'm just having to figure out how to help them use something that's in their life that would be the treatment for the thing that I see needs some attention. I might be able to do that. That that seems doable. It feels doable. I don't have I don't really have experience with it yet. You know me, I, I love to go try stuff. So I, I think this is a place where I could start. And of course, you know, we'll see what happens from that. I can't wait to see what you do with this. I can't wait to see you either. So, I'm excited. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for this um, opportunity to authentically dip into something I think a lot of us are are chewing on right now. Is there is there anything else that you'd like to share with the listeners before we wind this down for the moment? Um, I'm sure that things will occur to me once we're done. I'll be like, dang, I wish I'd said that. Really, the, the only thing is something that, that you just said that that I'd love to just explicitly state when, when you said, maybe I should go back and reread that. Mm. I think that's a great idea is revisiting some of the things that as, as you look back on your life that brought you up to speed to where that brought you to where you are today mm -hmm. and, and who you are. What are some of the the things that stick out in your mind as formative films, music, paintings, any kind of art that really spoke to you or that you got a lot of value out of and revisiting some of that can help you understand your essence. It, it, it can help in that process. That sounds like great advice. Yeah. All right. I'm going to dig into that. That'll be fun. MB, as ever, it's such a delight to hang with you. Thank you. I, I so appreciate it. All right. Now, now I got to go make me some pie. Get busy. Get you the good butter, honey. Those of you that enjoyed this conversation, there's another one with MB. It's over on the Chi Logician side of the house. 
It's called The Mirror of Marketing, Finding Your Authentic Voice. MB is also available on a limited basis for any all y'alls out there that might want to get in touch a little bit like I did today with some of what you might authentically have to share online. MB, as you have already found out from this conversation, has some questions and a perspective that can help you dive down a little bit deeper. Thanks as always for listening. If you liked this conversation, if you learned something new or found a moment of inspired insight, share the episode with your friends. If you want to support Geological, there's just one way to do that. It's by going to the website and becoming a member or leaving a one-time contribution today. Well, folks, that's it for today. Join us again next Tuesday for another conversation that connects up the voices of our community.